Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode nine of Cinema Rogues Gone in 60 Seconds Today. Not the show, the movie. Today. Today. Today, we are talking about Gone in 60 Seconds. I'm sorry, I said that completely weirdly. I don't understand why. Gone in 60 Seconds Today. Today. And I was like, no, the movie takes place over like five days uh, whenever the action starts. Gone in 60 Seconds Today is our topic this week. Today our topic is Gone in 60 Seconds. Uh, I am your host, Guy, and I am joined um, by Andrew. As you can tell, this show is heavily scripted. I was going to say, as as always, by Andrew, but now I'm just not confident that you're always going to be here. Oh, okay. Oh, I see why. Right, because we're missing our third voice. Yes. One Pablo. He um, Pablo's graduated. He's graduated to to producing his own YouTube uh, channel, and so we are uh, we are losing him for this show. He's still going to be editing all the other Retro Warrior stuff. Don't worry. This show rocketed him into such fame that he had to start his own thing, and he was like, "Well, I'm too famous now to be on this show." He's, he's a jerk about it too. You should have seen it was it was a, a, a horrible text message. Yep, he just sent us pictures of himself like. With $100 bills around him, with jewelry all over him, flipping us <laughs> off the entire time. Just sexy ladies all behind him. Uh, so, it's a, we're, we're, we're a two-person show now. Just like all other Retro Warrior content. And when Andrew leaves me, we'll be a one-person show. And I'll just That's, be so yeah, sad. I leave you. <laughs> yeah, don't, you don't want to do a one-person show. <laughs> I've, I've done it. I did it for a long time for this, for a Patreon-exclusive uh, and then I did one episode in Board Game Barbarians where I just did it by myself because I was like, I'll just do like a 15 minute like review of a game. Like, that'll be fine. And, and like, I got two comments that were like, please don't ever do that. Again. <laughs> oh, no. And I was like, OK, OK. They're like, it was fine, but uh, we need like the banter. Like, we like the information. But like the guy was one of the guys was like, I could have just read Wikipedia. <laughs> like, that's basically what well, I mean, at least they're honest. That's good. Yeah, I mean, they, I didn't like taking. In, I'm I'm okay with taking feedback. I was like, cool. I'll just never do that again. That was a bad idea. Right. It's not like my fucking YouTube comments. I let's see. There was the kill yourself dude. That sucked. Yeah, that's not constructive. Not constructive feedback. And then I was telling you earlier. I guess uh, like I I had bought like a fifty dollar ad buy through through yeah through an ad company that uh, that does the the YouTube ad or Google ads campaigns, and they they target it for you. So I'm not doing any of that kind of research or whatever. Oh, okay. And um, I got like two new subscribers, a bunch of views of videos that I didn't a- advertise. So that so it seems like worth it. But yeah. uh, but I got one comment, which was, "Did anybody else get this as an ad?" And I immediately felt like a shithead for paying money for people to see my video. Oh, that's sad. Right? Did they watch it at least? I mean, that's what matters. Did they? Yeah, I don't know. Have they showed up. Like, <laughs> At least they like they cared enough to go to your content and go, hey, did anybody else uh, see this as an ad? <laughs> like when I see an ad for something, even if if it's for anything, I go never watching that, <laughs> just because I hate advertising. But yeah, I don't know. I, but I do, I, I do always want a Coke and a cheeseburger from McDonald's every time I see those. Well, there you I go. don't know why. I have no idea why. Yeah, the 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 ad buy was to show up in like searches in that like when you do a search on youtube right yeah it could, there's always like a top ad one that says hey, oh, watch like this sponsored video. sponsored at the top yeah 
So it was like those. Ah, okay. Which is cool. But anyway, enough about my YouTube channel. If you if you want to check it out, check it out. Um, if you want to check out uh, Andrew's thing, what is it? It's a podcast. It's a podcast. It's a podcast. Podcast. Called, called Board Game Barbarians. Where he talks about board games, usually with Justin. Usually. Uh, every time ex- except once. Every time except twice. One time I did it by myself. One time I did it with a, another friend. Wasn't I on a show? You were on a uh, an episode where we played Dungeon Crawl, Crawl Classic. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, you can always check out Retro Warriors. Um, it's probably how you found us in the first place. But if uh, if you are one of our organic listeners, then, you know, great. Check out Retro Warriors. Uh, it's good content about retro video games. Um, it's it's a podcast that we both listen to, clearly. We're a part of it. Um, well, at least we guest on occasion. Nope. You don't listen to it ever. I don't, uh, not anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> not since not since being at home. I don't like listen to any podcast. Like, the only podcasts I listen now uh, are the ones that I'm editing. <laughs> and I did I did uh, I did take a trip to Fort Worth and uh, listen to some podcasts on the way there. Yeah, I'm in that same boat where it's I, I don't listen. I have to prioritize the podcast that I listen to because I drive maybe an hour a week. Yeah. I mean that's a that's an hour that's a podcast a week. Yeah, but when I get you know four or five a week, it's they stack up quickly. I mean it should hopefully be re- released before this episode goes out. But uh, I did it did take the entire drive um, from Fort Worth to Austin for me to listen to our uh, episode five. Yeah, I think it was worth it. I think it kind of petered out at the end, but we were also recording for three hours, so we were obviously tired. <laughs> um, yeah, but other than that, I mean, it was. I'm like, my I forced my wife to listen. I was like, we're going to listen to this because I'm not going to listen to it when we get home, <laughs> and I have to listen to it for quality control. And she was like, okay, like, and after it was done, I was like, was it bad? And she was like, no, it sounded fine. It was just long, like, but otherwise, yeah, it 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 was really long. I I was excited to put it together. Uh, you know, it's. It took a lot, um, for, I guess, for for you know our listeners uh, who hopefully have heard five by now. If you didn't know, uh, it was originally recorded with three people. Uh, Pablo was in it, yep. but he uh, he accidentally lost his audio and then he quit the show. So we said, you know what? We'll see if we can salvage an episode out of the two he of us. Quit the show because he lost the audio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he felt so bad. Felt so bad. Uh, <laughs> He did feel bad, but you know, at the same time, he didn't. He didn't, uh, you know, have the ability to put in the effort to to cut together a show, and it it didn't seem right for to, you know, have a show that he participated in, and then and then, you know, cut him completely out of it. Um, right. But now that he's voluntarily left the show anyway. Yeah, but now that he's gone, who cares? Let's just just cut all. Let's cut him out of all the previous episodes <laughs> yeah. too. He was <laughs> never here. <laughs> we'll erase him from the. <laughs> The Cinema Rogues memory, uh, but we put that together. Uh, took took uh, took about six hours, and uh, ended up being a two hour podcast. And uh, no, I, I think it I think it turned out okay. Actually, I think it turned out great. It was entertaining to listen to uh, while putting it together, and then uh, it was interesting to see, uh, you know, how things could could make sense. There were a couple of times where I had to shift a bit of conversation over to an earlier bit uh, because it made more context sense yeah. there. But it was a good, like, there were a couple of good jokes that were prompted by Pablo's stuff. And so I wanted to find a way to work in, you know, um, 
like the same a similar setup so that you would you would make the same joke and, and talking in the same topic so yeah, I don't know, it was fun i could see i mean there were a couple of cuts that i saw like that i heard and i was like yeah that's not how that works. right but but i was there and i don't think my wife like she was playing on her phone the whole time but she was listening but um yeah sounds good it sounded better than i would care to put all the work into well that's good <laughs> so good job thanks good man job, guy and then uh and then finally uh check out talking wizards it's andrew's other show his other other show uh that he does with justin patreon exclusive where they talk about absolutely nothing and it's the, we talk about nothing the funniest thing it's it's my favorite podcast i'm not gonna lie about that for a dollar an episode you too can feed justin video games <laughs> did you you fed him video games i fed him video games did you make him finally eat his fucking pce oh, i should have done that damn it i should have crammed that right in his mouth <laughs> um <laughs> uh, i don't know all right well let's talk about uh movies that we have seen you have seen none i have seen zero movies just been watching a lot of new girl that's about it how much of have you seen all of new girl before uh, but this is my third viewing, not in a row, but my third viewing of the show in total. I think hmm. it's one. It's one of my constant rotations. I have a constant rotation of shows that I, I don't watch new shows anymore. I just like watch the oldies. The last memory I have of New Girl of a New Girl episode is right around the Prince episode. That's a good episode. I think it's uh, season two. Yeah, it's, that's about where I yeah. bowed out. I guess I guess I didn't come back. Mm. It's a really good show, man. Like I just, I don't know. I love. It's a just like a character show, and I love all the characters in it. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I even, you know, I, I enjoyed uh, Coach and Winston. You know, Winston. Uh, if you bowed out at the at the Prince episode, Winston gets progressively weirder and weirder, and is possibly the strangest and best character of that show. Though it's really like. I honestly feel like the dynamic between Nick Winston and uh, Schmidt is the best part of that show. I can see that. Yeah. Like I, I, I've gotten to the point to where I don't feel like uh, Jessica Day, Zoe Deschanel's character is the main character. I think it's the friendship between Winston, Nick and Schmidt is the main character of that show. I mean, that makes sense that they, they are, they are pretty, uh, it's an ensemble show, and and Jessica's character can only go so far, right? Right. I mean, at the end of the day, I think like once you get into like season three, four, and f- I think there's only six seasons. Once you get like after like season three, um, if one of those characters had left, uh, either uh, Jess, Winston, Nick, Cece, or Schmidt, if any of them had left for whatever reason, uh, that show would have just like not been the same and gone downhill. I don't, I don't know if they could have recovered. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, I watched Ford first this Ferrari the other day. Great movie. Dude, that's a fantastic movie. It, I'm so mad. Okay. I'm mad because I didn't realize what the movie was about until I saw a preview for it. Everybody says that. Well, everybody says, even they saw, like, Justin said, like, his entire family was like, it's just a, a, a movie about the Ford car versus the Ferrari car. <laughs> Who wants to see that? Uh, well, like I have friends, a couple of friends that are really into F1, and they have both independent F1 and Le Mans, I guess both, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
And like they will, they used to like live together and they would wake up early on Saturdays to catch, catch the races live. Yeah. Um, and then they would, they would, you know, like, uh, stay up to watch the 24 hour of Le Mans. And so they had both independently at separate hangouts told me the story about how Ford tried to buy Ferrari. And that led to this whole, uh, like race for, you know, to, which basically kicked off the movie or whatever. Um, yeah. and so like, it's like, oh, Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, and then I assumed, uh, hearing that Christian Bale and Matt Damon went, and I assumed they were playing like, you know, Henry Ford the second and and Enzo Ferrari or something. You know, right? Like it was some sort of character drama or some shit. Not the two. Not not Shelby and the what's his name, the guy that actually made the cars. Right. Right. I mean, I I would say my wife's one criticism is she like she looked up the the guy that uh, Christian Bale's playing like that he's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ken, that he's Ken supposed something. to be. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, they were very generous because Christian Bale <laughs> is significantly more attractive than the guy he's playing. Yeah, I did the same thing. <laughs> she, I, she showed it to me and I was like, oh my God, he looks like Nigel Thornberry like, in real life. <laughs> uh, Ken Miles, that's his name. Um, he, uh, yeah, I mean, and it's, you know, it's a... It, uh, I don't know, a bittersweet story, kind of a tragic story. Um, but it's, it's, it's a really good movie. And, and I think it, uh, both those actors did a great job. Um, oh yeah. You know, even, even though like my, my girlfriend fell asleep, uh, at the end, towards the end of the movie, like the last hour. Cause we started at mm-hmm. like nine o'clock. Oh, so she missed like the end. Right. And she's like, how did it end? And I was like, well, <laughs> You know, You're like Ford, Ford beat Ferrari. Yeah. Well, basically, yeah. I was <laughs> like, yeah, it. he, you know, Christian Bale's character, like, uh, like wins or whatever. For anyone that hasn't seen the movie, sorry oh, for spoiling a yeah. historical event that happened over a hundred years ago or whatever. I mean, it was in the 1960s, like, but okay. Yeah, you know, almost a hundred years ago. I don't know how much, <laughs> how, how time it's works. Like 60 years. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's a story from the 60s. So spoiler alert, what, uh, you know, skip ahead like five minutes, but. The uh, at the end, um, I was like, I don't know, the Christian Bale won or was gonna win, but then you know, Asshat McGee like said, Hey, Mr. Ford, Mr. Ford, have him slow down, you know, as like one big last fuck you. So he called down to Matt Damon, and Matt Damon goes, Matt Damon, and Christian Bale said, You know, hey, what's wrong? He goes, Matt Damon, you know, but even it's very unhelpful information. But even with that, like uh, Matt Damon did a great job, and as much as it you as much as you want to make fun of, and he embraces the Matt Damon from Team America, uh, I think he's a great, great actor. I think like uh, the one criticism that I had in the movie was like when you watch a movie, you want the villain of the movie to be like, like you know, like they're they're a bad guy and, and they're bad but they're also like you kind of like them but there's you still understand that they're the bad guy um in like the bad guy in this movie i just i literally just wanted to strangle every single second that he spoke in this movie like i did not like him in any way i wish he was dead and he's not i don't even think he's a real person like you yeah, know he's like the smarmiest suck up corporate executive oh my god like vice president asshole, and every time he showed up, I'm like, I just I wish you would, I wish you'd get hit by a bus, like, yeah. Uh, so like, there was no, there was no, like, you know, like you watch a, a a bad or you watch a movie with a villain in it, and you're like, oh, Captain Hook, like he's a, 
he's a jerk, but he's also, you know, Captain Hook. He's lovable and goofy. And this guy's just like, should get kicked in the dick every day of his life. Like, uh, yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> and I, uh, so I went and read the Wikipedia article about, about Ken Miles because I wanted to know, like, you know, more about, like, the, the crash in his life and stuff like that because obviously yeah. some of it's editorialized. And, like, it, it pissed me off because. You know, like the poignant line or whatever that the dude says uh, when when Matt Damon's being all sad about his friend dying, and he's like, mm. "Sometimes they just don't get out of the car," you know? Yeah. Yeah. It turns out Ken Miles like got thrown and ejected from his car and died on impact. Yeah. Sometimes you just get you don't get out of the car; you get ejected from the car <laughs> instead. That's what they should have said. I guess so. Um, other than that, I have watched Back to the Future and Back to the Future Two. Uh, we have made it a Sunday, Great movies, a Sunday thing to watch movies with the kids, and so also good decision to skip Back to the Future Three. Uh, fuck you, first off, <laughs> and second off, we haven't skipped it. We're getting to it next week. You should just tell them that there wasn't one. Back to the Future 3 is a great movie. Ah, oh, man. You and Chris. I, mm. I was about to get upset if you were going to say it was the best one. It's not. I, I like it because I like westerny, goofy stuff. Thank but you. it's not. We did. I watched it recently, uh, like in the last three months. And it's not a, it's not a good movie. Sure, or I guess is. it's not on. It's not on par with Back to the Future 1 and 2. Right. Nothing's going to live up to Back to the Future 2. Like back, mm, rewatching Back to the Future Two, I appreciate it more because it's each each time period they visit represents an entire act of the story, basically, right? Yeah. And to cram as much as they did into each act to make them as memorable and as loaded as they are is amazing. I I recent I don't want to spend too much time on it, obviously, but I I recently learned that because uh, I was looking up. I was watching American Gods, which uh, Crispin Glover's in, mm-hmm. and I was trying to look up some information on him, and uh, he s- sued Back to the Future Two, uh, the production company. Oh yeah, came out um, because he was not in the movie, but is still pro- portrayed in the movie, and they use like f- footage of him in it without his permission. Yeah, no, he was pissed, and like yeah, him, him so and Bob Gale that. are like, no, they don't talk to each other. It's they apparently made up and made another movie, but like, oh, well, I guess that's good. Um, but yeah, he likes sued him and stuff anyway. Yeah, that's it's an interesting, interesting story. Crispin Glover's an interesting guy. You should go if you're listening, you should go look him up. He's a yeah, go just go YouTube clowny clown clown. That's all the information you need to know. I mean, I guess Crispin <laughs> Glover, he writes a lot of weird books. All right, well, let's get into news real quick. Uh, I'll kind of fire through this so we can get to our topic. But um, AMC shows $2.2 billion loss for their first quarter, and they uh, have plans to fully reopen in July. Somehow. I mean, I don't know how they lost money. I'm pretty sure they furloughed all their employees and then didn't keep their buildings turned on. So, I mean, how could they lose money? Uh you know what? Except for all the movies that they already probably purchased and the rights that they already, already probably purchased and all the food that they purchased for like February. It's, it's all right. They'll just reuse the popcorn. That's that's. I mean, popcorn never goes bad. As long as they haven't popped it yet, like idiots. No, no, no. I'm sure they get it like shipped, popped in those giant ass bags. AMC pre-pops $5 billion worth of popcorn in January for the rest of the year. <laughs> I mean, have you had their December popcorn? 
I don't, mm, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't go to Ames. I don't. I think I have one near me, and they're so overpriced that I just don't go to them. Uh, we actually have a lot of AMC news. Uh, let's get into all this. So uh, part of their opening plan is that they, well, okay, they came out. I think this was uh, Wednesday of last week, maybe Thursday. They came out in the morning and said that they aren't going to require customers to wear face masks when they reopen in the summer. Uh, quote from their president, Adam Aaron said, we did not want to be drawn into a political controversy. We thought it might be counterproductive if we forced mask wearing on those people who believe strongly that it is not necessary. And then all the people that believe that masks are strongly necessary decided to tell them to not go. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, within hours, uh, AMC had released a, a new statement reversing their decision saying they they will uh provide masks available for purchase for a dollar at the at the theater it's pretty cheap uh which is pretty cheap and i and i think wait are they are they 3d masks Ooh, i don't know or maybe they come with little like droplets like droppers and they can be 4d like smell-o-vision in your mask (laughs) you know like the the glasses with the nose on top yeah yeah (laughs) yeah they could do like a glasses with a nose and then a mask. Like. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they have they have going to have a policy of no mask, no admittance. Um, the the statement from the company is this announcement prompted an intense and immediate outcry from our customers, and it's clear from this response that we did not go far enough on the usage of masks at AMC theaters. We think it absolutely crucial that we listen to our guests. Accordingly, and with the full support of our scientific advisors, we are reversing course and are and are changing our guest uh, mask policy. As we reopen theaters, we now require that all AMC guests nationwide wear masks as they enter and enjoy movies at our theaters. The speed with which AMC moved to revise our mask policy is a reflection of our commitment to the safety and health of our guests, the company said. Uh, I... I think I'm going to uh, the next movie I watch at home. I'm going to wear my mask with, mm-hmm. and I'm going to see if I actually care enough to go to a place. Like if I'm comfortable at home wearing a mask, then sure I'll probably be able to like comfortable wearing a mask at, at a movie theater. I don't think like it's a big deal. Like uh, whenever Universal Studios opened up, I know this is off topic for movies, but relevant for masks. Universal Studios opened up, and Disney is planning on opening up. Uh, in Florida and California and a bunch of people were complaining about Florida and I've watched a bunch of videos of guys like at Universal Studios and they're like yeah I mean it was kind of sweaty but I was fine like so I wore the mask for like five hours while I was at the park and it wasn't a huge deal I was in 90 degree weather so I'm pretty sure you could probably like I would have no issue wearing a mask in a air-conditioned movie theater for two hours right seems like it would be just fine yeah um uh, speaking of closed theaters, the, ci- the cinema industry could lose between 20 and $31 billion in revenues in 2020 uh, compared to the uh, $42 billion it generated last year. So that's terrible. I mean, you know, at least they made a bunch of money last year so they can cover their losses this year, right? That's how money works? I that's, don't know how business works. That's how money works. Um, yeah. I have money last year, so I should have money this year. In the realm of social awareness, there have been a couple of stories. 30 Rock is removing uh, their blackface episodes. Yeah, they have three blackface episodes. I, I read an article today about it. Uh, Tina Fey came out and requested to have them removed in the you know, current social situation. 
Um, and uh, NBC complied like immediately. They're like, yeah, we'll remove them in, I think, in a week. Like they're going to remove them from everything. So all streaming services are going to have removed. You obviously can't remove them from DVDs. They're not, uh, they will probably never get released again, which is uh, probably a good thing in the, in the long run. Uh, there are a couple others, and I didn't write them down. I, I saw them in passing this week. Uh, that they're they're removing uh, specific episodes and 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 good, you know. I I mean I I don't think Thirty Rocks. Um, obviously it's from like the early two thousands, so a different time. Also not ex- I don't think it was acceptable then. I was kind of actually surprised that they had it at the time that they did. Right. Um, but I think they got away with it because it was like a woman in blackface uh, versus you know the usual usual way that it's done right um and then also hartley sawyer was fired from the flash i know a lot of people don't care about that show but it's one of my favorites um and i enjoyed his character but he was fired after racist and misogynistic old tweets resurfaced um they were pretty bad you know i mean i didn't i didn't look at the tweets so correct me uh if i if they're that bad but I am I am getting slightly tired of because it was like it was tweets from when he was like 24 or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was about 10 years ago. Yeah. And I am I am getting tired of us not being able to accept that a person can change over time. I understand that it, if he didn't come out and apologize or anything and he was like, yeah, I still think that way now. Like, then, you know, fuck him, I guess. But if somebody did something in their 20s, like we've all done really stupid shit in our 20s and we come out now and we're like, I was a different person then and I don't believe those things and I said some dumb stuff, uh, that's one thing. But Yeah, I, I guess the, the, the rub is that he released an apology. Um, I'm sorry, you were hurt by my the things that I said, like that kind of stuff. Well, no, I mean, it seemed like <laughs> a sincere apology, apology and he said that his words were unacceptable and, 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 and good on him for that. Um, I think the the big rub is that he, he clearly knew that these tweets exist. He didn't. I don't know that he tried to remove them or anything about it. Well, I, I, so like the problem is he didn't get ahead of the situation, right? You know, knowing what what is happening, and then and then knowing things that you have personally done in your life, you could get give, give a heads up to the people that you work with that hey, uh, this might come up. I mean, I think in that situation, it's like I hope this doesn't. He probably just hoped it never resurfaced, but no, I don't know. I don't know. It's um, it's a tough situation, but they 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 fired him, um, yeah. and I don't know. Good, you know, if uh, if 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 they go through some sort of investigation and and you know whatever whatever his whatever the consequences to having been that person are then he then he has to accept them and and i think that's that's right hard. i mean i don't know yeah it's a just don't don't be an asshole in your 20s everyone anyone that's listening to the show and is in their 20s or is not or is before their 20s uh stuff matters no matter what what age you are yeah you just don't realize it at the time uh, hopefully you reach the ripe old age of 80. I'm not even going to do that transition. Look. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, man. That was a, that would be a rough transition. What do you think? <laughs> uh, 
Uh, in, in in sad news, Joel Schumacher uh, did die this week at the age of eighty. At the ripe old age of eighty. Hopefully, you reach that. Um, with all your regrets that of the things you tweeted. You know, Joel Schumacher made some great movies. He's, I think, he is most media famous for or, or meme famous for having made the Batman movies, right? And and yeah. quote unquote ruined the franchise. And we talked about that a little bit, but. Um, but I don't know. I, I enjoy Joel Schumacher's work and that was, that was kind of a, a, a sad day. Sad day indeed. Um, but speaking of the flash and Batman, Michael Keaton and talks to play Bruce Wayne in new flash movie. If new flash movie happens, if new flash movie happens, the, the rumor going around, I suppose about the part that he would play, um, is his Batman, just an older version of it. Um, Probably in a multiverse type scenario. Uh, so what the rumor is that it's going to be a Flashpoint movie, which in Flashpoint, the Batman in that is actually uh, Bruce Wayne's father. Thomas, yeah. yeah but So he would be technically playing Thomas Wayne. I think that most people... Because Bruce Wayne's dead in the Flashpoint. Right, well, but I think most people have... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Dies in like every movie he's in or show. Uh, the the comedian from the movie with the Watchmen, Watchmen, the comedian from the Watchmen. Oh, uh, Henry D. Morgan. Hen, I almost said Richard, Richard Dean Anderson. <laughs> oh no, both have Dean middle names. <laughs> Henry Dean Morgan is rumored to be playing Thomas Wayne, and so like I think believe he is in talks to play Bruce Wayne. How isn't Henry Dean Morgan younger than Michael? I don't. I don't know. You look that up. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. You keep talking. Sure. No. Um, but yeah, so he is in talks to like, literally they said he's in talks to play Bruce Wayne. Um, so I, I don't know if he's going to be like an older sort of like Batman beyond type Bruce Wayne where he's nurturing somebody, a younger Batman. Um, he, yeah. So Michael Keaton is 68 and Henry Dean Morgan is 54. So that'd be, that'd be a weird, uh, time, time loop. Yeah, it would. But so I, I don't know. With with the Flash, anything is possible, uh, except maybe having Ezra Miller be the Flash. Yeah, who choked a fan on someone's phone and uh, got recorded. So you know that's uh, still up in the air. There's a lot of people calling for him to be removed. I don't think DC Warner has said anything about it yet. Whether or not they're going to actually remove him. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I I didn't mind his take on the Flash, but if he's choking uh, women, that's that's a pretty hard no for me. Like I'm excited for a Flash movie, but nee. mm-hmm. yeah, it's a pretty bad miss. Yeah. Uh, well, let's get to the topic on, on that fucking note, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Gone in sixty seconds. Released June 9th of the year two thousand. A good five days after I graduated from high school or so. <laughs> um, no, it's it, I, I remember it's the first movie I saw after I graduated high school. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Um, it was directed by Dominic Sena. I have no idea who that is, except that he directed Swordfish and a bunch of other is movies. All he, okay. Say, is that all he did? No. he. I think he did like five movies, but Swordfish was the only one that I had heard of. Um, written by Scott Rosenberg, based on the uh, movie Gone in 60 Seconds from 1974 by H.B. Halicki. Um, Halicki. 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 I don't know. However you pronounce it. Uh, starring Nicolas Cage, Angelina Jolie, Giovanna Ribisi, uh, Robert Duvall. At least those are the ones that were listed on the poster. 
I don't. Angelina Jolie's <laughs> part is so small in this movie. I I don't understand it, but you know, yeah, she has a big name at the time. This is the in my notes I put prime Angela Angelina Jolie time. It's true. This is when we got the the that big jolt of Angelina Jolie that kind of stopped with Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah, what I don't even know what happened. She she married Brad Pitt, and then she just stopped acting. I don't really I don't pay attention. Yeah, more or less to celebrity stuff. Well, no, she did she do Tomb Raider after that. Um, no, I think she was done doing Tomb Raider movies at that point. Anyway, uh, supporting roles, we got Delroy Lindo, Will Patton, Christopher Eccleston, and Chai McBride. Chi, Chi, Chi McBride? Yeah, I don't know how, how the hell to pronounce the name, but yeah. It could be Chi, it could be Chai. I should have looked that up because I definitely looked up Trevor Rabin. Did you? I love that guy. Oh. <laughs> and I didn't know how to pronounce his name. And I always felt bad about that. Okay. <laughs> um, no. Okay. So he's the guitar player in Yes for the 90125 like, era. There's like three or four albums okay. in there uh, in the mid-80s. And like that's the Yes that I grew up listening to. Well, I grew up listening to all of them. But that's the one like we had a music video of it because we taped it off MTV of like their concert of that, of that show. And so like he was the guitar player in that. For anyone else, uh, I did just Google is Yes a band. So, uh, <laughs> and uh, it's a great band. And so then when he started uh, scoring movies, I was like, oh my God, the guy from Yes, this is amazing. And he did like Con Air, Armageddon, Deep Blue Sea, Rumor of the Titans, Bad Boys 2. So that's why. That's because I have a note that's like, uh, yeah, this basically feels like a 90s movie as far as music is concerned. <laughs> uh, and that's 100% why it sounds like that. He's done more recent movies too. I just didn't list them because, like, Could in my mind, no, it's he's the '90s movie guy, man. Do they sound like '90s movies? No. Did he do The Rock? Because there was definitely like a moment where I was like, "This, this sounds like The Rock." No, no, no. That was Hans Zimmer and okay. and one of his acolytes. <laughs> like, it's a uh, I forget who it is, but if you go look him up, he's done some other movies. And if you if you think about those soundtracks, yeah. it's like, oh yeah, that sounds like Hans Zimmer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it did 237.2 million, um, in 2000 money. Um, the critical response apparently isn't great. It's got 65% on Rotten Tomatoes and 35% on Metacritic. And I'm honestly surprised by that. I mean, 65% a pass, isn't it? Uh, is it? I think so. I don't know. I, I was surprised. Like we got on here and Andrew's like, it was a bad movie. And uh, I mean, I, corrected myself i said i enjoyed it but it's not a great movie but in my heart in my heart it's like the best in your movie. heart of hearts not the best best movie it's no the rock oh man the best movie but it, it is a in my heart it is a great movie it predates fast and the furious you know is a car movie by like one year actually there's an old fast and the furious movie you know what? Actually, there's an old <laughs> Gone in 60 Seconds movie. Um, made in 1974, being a, a, apparently not a great movie. I looked it up because I thought about watching it, and they're like, no, it's a, it's a bad movie. But it is absolutely famous for having the largest car chase in, or longest car chase in movie history spanning. I have to correct you now. God damn it. Why? Ron Tomatoes is a 25%. Oh, is that a typo? Score. Yeah. Whoops. It's a 77% for audience score, but a 25% for critic score. Yikes. That is a 
not a not a not a fresh not a fresh tomato it's a squashed one whoops <laughs> so uh most famous for the longest car chase in movie history uh 40 minutes long spanning six cities and at least 83 cars crashed smashed or destroyed according to its I creators i didn't realize i did not realize how long that final chasing was and my wife came in the room and i was like it's been like 40 minutes i've been watching this dude get chased by the cops for like 40 <laughs> minutes and she was like yeah, like the whole lead up to this movie is just this one chase. <laughs> and it's a great chase. Uh, so I guess, spoiler warning, if you haven't seen this movie from 20 years ago, go watch it and then come back. It's um, because we're, we're you know, we're, we're going to spoil, spoil the shit out of it from the yeah. beginning. Uh, it's a great car I'd, chase. Or just get it spoiled. Like it's, it's a 20 year old movie. Who cares at this point? Uh, yeah, no, it's a great car chase. I think, uh, it's, it's one of my favorite car chases. I, I thought that maybe it had been like outdone by, by movies since then. Yeah. But maybe not. I don't know. Like Fast and Furious goes for like spectacle at this point. I'm going to be honest. Go for it. Um, and please don't make me ever do this because I do not want to do a full episode on all the Fast and Furious movies. And I feel like you're going to eventually make me do that. Uh, I have only seen one Fast and Furious movie, and therefore it is the best one, which is Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift is a is an okay movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than Too Fast, Too Furious. Um, I I will not make you do them all. Okay, thank you. Because Robbie, a uh, friend of the show, Robbie did make me uh, back in the day sit down, and I showed up at his house at like nine a.m. and then we watched all of the Saw movies. Nice. Because he guilted me into it. That seems like that would be an <laughs> awful day, though. <laughs> I mean, we ordered pizza. We had fun. Like, we we, we got drunk. Like, we just day drank the entire day uh, and watched all of the Saw movies. That was a good time, besides the Saw movie part. Besides the part where we watched all of these terrible movies. <laughs> yeah, basically. I don't know. I saw movies were okay, but God, I couldn't watch six of them in a row, I don't think. Yeah, you think that, and then you you do it because you know you're f- forced to s- stick at your friend's house. Um, but you know, at the time, I was fueled by cigarettes, so uh, you know, it's, it's all you need. Oh man! But right from the beginning of this movie, I was I was sucked back into it. Um, you know, it, the the old like Touchstone logo. Like, I don't even think Touchstone's a production company at this point anymore. Um, I mean, I feel the same way about Orion, but Orion came back, but they were bankrupt for a long time. So maybe Touchstone will come back. That'd be nice. Know? I don't know. I just like their little logo with the stretch thing and the lightning bolt. Yeah. It's cool. Um, and then it, it opens up. How, how does that movie even start? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like the credits or like the after the credits? Dude, the credits are pretty great, right? The credits are boring. It's, it's like the most boring credits. God damn. We are not going to agree on this movie at all. With the most boring song that I've ever heard in my life. Uh, I enjoyed that song, man. Sh- sh- showing terrible photoshopped pictures <laughs> of the cast together as like young uh, young people. Yeah. <laughs> Look, okay. I, I even bought this movie. I bought this movie in SD because I, I, I'm not going to rent a movie for $5 or $4 and then not buy it if I can just spend a couple extra dollars more. So you purchased uh, it to watch it in shitty quality? 
I mean, my TV upscales as best as can, so it upscaled to at least 1080p. I, okay. I'm, I'm, it's not a 4K movie. It was made in 2000. I don't need to buy an HD version of this movie. <laughs> I mean, it's a 1080p version of the movie, at least, native. Yeah, but my TV upscales to that, so it's fine. With uh, with missing in... Uh, no, I'm not having this fight with it's you fine. right now. <laughs> Uh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't need it. I didn't need to spend seventeen dollars on a movie or rent it in HD. That was not something I needed. Uh, so, start off the movie. There's a guy that steals a Porsche. He's trying to get fifty cars um, for a bad guy that has basically taken on a hit to not a hit. What's it called? A boost um, to get fifty cars so that way he can sell them to South America. But all fifty cars are impounded by the police. So the guy that was doing the boost, his brother, who used to be a big uh, car thief yeah, and is played by Nick Cage, has to come in and save his brother's life by stealing five cars in four days. Um, so that way. 50 cars in four days. Sorry, five cars. I say five cars? <laughs> yeah. 50 times that by 10. So <laughs> you thought you thought the stakes were high. Now they're even higher. Um, he has to steal 50 cards in four days for $200,000 um, and for his brother's life in order to save the day. Yeah. Which th- that's one of my main problems is that he has to he has to steal 50 cars and he gets $200,000 out of this. Mo- the majority of those cars are worth over $100,000 a piece. Like how how low balled is the villain of this movie that he's not getting that much money to pay the guys that are actually stealing the cars? Well, I mean, yeah, no, you're right. I think uh, it's there's there's apparently they didn't want their uh, their overhead to be too high. I guess. Also, how stupid is is Nick Cage's brother to 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 agree to do this for Giovanni to agree to like oh two hundred thousand dollars for fifty cars. Yeah, you you know I could just take those fifty cars to other chop shots and probably make a million, but uh, you know, I'm gonna do it for you, man. <laughs> yeah, two hundred thousand didn't seem like a lot of money. It, it I guess it did in two thousand. I don't I don't even know in two thousand monies if that would be like. No, I wouldn't. St- if I knew how to steal cars, which I have no idea how to do, no. uh, if I knew how to do that, I would not. I would not do that. <laughs> I would I would hard pass unless the guy was like, or I'll kill you, which could have been, but I feel like that would have been a better plot point. I don't know. Maybe maybe he was able to lowball it because the, the competition wasn't paying much. I don't know. Perhaps. But uh, I, I really enjoyed Christopher Eccleston as the bad guy. Like this, this, this is how I, when I saw Doctor Who for the first time, for example, I was like, oh, it's the bad mm. guy from Gone in 60 Seconds. I didn't. I when I saw Doctor Who for the first time, I was like, "Oh, it's the metal face guy from the GI Joe movies." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no! That's... Christopher Eccleston to me will always be uh, uh, this bad guy. I forgot his name already, but he's so like young and skinny in this movie <laughs> that it was just it was gross. Uh, yeah, that whole scene when he's like, "Then that makes me an asshole." Do I look like an asshole? I immediately said yes, and then Nick Cage was like, yes, you do. And I was like, yeah, yeah. we're on the same page, Nick Cage. You're not scared of this guy. Um, 
But okay, so when when Nicolas Cage does first come back into town, he's got to assemble a crew, right? Yep. And uh, so he takes out his trusty conch and he blows it in the air. Well, first off, he takes what what is it like a notebook with a list of names? Uh, so he he originally he goes to this old guy that I assume is the guy that taught him how to steal cards and is the chop shop, but is now gone like legit. Right, Robert Duvall. Uh, yeah, and him and Robert Duvall are like, well, let's get a crew together, and they just have a list of names that they start just randomly calling. Yeah, which I guess is their old crew. Um, and that that seems cool. Like I always enjoy the scene where like like in Ocean's Eleven when they're like assembling their crew. I, I enjoy those scenes. Yeah. Because uh, you kind of see those characters in their sort of native habitat sometimes, Na- yeah, natural habitat, and uh, or or what they've been doing. But the uh, the scene with with Chi McBride's Donnie, um, where he's the driver ed instructor, and mm-hmm. that poor Asian woman is just failing miserably. Yeah, that uh, that did not age well. I guess I don't know. I guess I didn't see it as like a bad asian driver stereotype even though she literally hit like two other cars and then i guess i didn't even notice that did did she i just i the only thing i remember from that scene is her just screaming and then her noticing that he's on the phone and screaming louder and i thought that was funnier (laughs) Uh, but i feel like i would i feel like i would feel that that was funny with any person like no matter like who it was Cause she obviously like was like, oh, he's ignoring me, and started screaming louder, and that's the funny part to me. But I do understand the stereotypes. Yeah, that was that was that was that wasn't great, but you know, whatever. But also, okay, so then uh, Sphinx is one of my favorite characters. Let's talk about Sphinx for half a second. Yep. Um, he is played by uh, I forget who he's played by, but he's. Um, oh, I wrote it down. Oh, good. What What's his name? Uh, it's Vinny Vinny Jones. Vinny Jones, right? Um. So he's like this tall, like really huge dude, and he doesn't say a fucking word through the whole movie. This is the second movie. Huh? This is the second movie. First one was Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking oh, okay. Barrels. I know this is the second movie. Wow, okay. Um, but yeah, he doesn't say a word through the whole movie. So, uh, like, I had assumed, the first time I saw this, I assumed he was like mute, like he had his tongue cut out or some shit, right? Right. And then he talks at the very end. And then he talks at the very end. Which he says this thing that now it just seems kind of sort of trite, but at the time it was like, oh man, that's really fucking like philosophical, man. I, I feel like all well, th- you're at the age whenever that movie came out to where like I'm watching it now and I'm I'm listening to terminology they're using, and as an adult, I'm like, that's not a fucking thing, and I don't even see right? cars, and that's not a thing. <laughs> like you guys are just like, you're literally making up words to talk about cars. And I know enough about cars that that's not true. So <laughs> I, I feel like this movie was one of those things where it's like 2000, you know, you're, you, you said you just graduated high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like getting into high school at this point and you're watching the movie and you go like, yeah, fucking stealing cars, man. Like you fuck the police or whatever, <laughs> which how incompetent the police in this movie are. Uh, oh, oh yeah. Speaking of that. Okay. So <laughs> Uh, well, getting back to Sphinx, he uh, when when they call him, when they're calling him on his list of things, mm-hmm. they're like, well, the the scientist that picks up the phone or whatever, I guess they're in a morgue, they're in a, la- a morgue, so the morgue technician or whatever is like, well, how how do you even like get a guy to talk on the phone, you know, whatever, and then Nicholas Cage is like, Sphinx, is that you? 
press one if that's you. And he just kind of goes, Blunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that was good. And then he shows up and blows up some dude's car. And another car thief, another car thief's car. Another car thief's car, right. But then, but <laughs> like, the car blows up. They have this entire, like, fight and interaction and then um, beat up, like, three people. And then Sphinx and Nicolas Cage, like, walk away or whatever and go home. And then six other cars blow up. They were 90s cars. 90s cars what? were highly, highly explosive. I guess they just did not build cars well in the 90s. Nope. It, <laughs> it was just one of those things that it, it, Kristen's like, why did the other cars blow up, though? For action purposes. Got to have that action. You just don't understand. <laughs> Uh, but no, it was that, that was a weird thing. But yeah, but speaking of things that she pointed out, um, in that scene where the the guy is getting revenge for his car getting blown up, mm-hmm. the uh, they they hook a tow truck up to the the like the frame of his car, yeah, and then the tow truck driver drives off. My comment on that was, has the tow truck driver just drive off and not notice that he pulled the fucking like axle off? If you really want my opinion, he's drunk. Ah, okay. That, that's the only way that it makes sense <laughs> that he doesn't feel something just. That's why he denied. Didn't Nick Cage like offer him like a piece of pie or something? Yeah. And that's why he declined it. Or no, it was a bagel or a donut. And he was like, he was like, no, I'm super drunk. So if I have that bagel, it'll sober <laughs> me up and ruin my buzz, man. And that's and then he drove off. And then. So, so then, uh, basically now that was how they got away from being trapped in this cafe, uh, because they right. went in there cause there were a bunch of cops in there and they knew they were safe cause they wouldn't get attacked. So these people were waiting in the car with him with like shotguns and stuff. Yeah. And then the axle gets drawn off their car and the cops are like, they come over and like, you boys got uh, licenses for these guns. And Kristen just goes, yeah, that's how that would go. Right. Yeah, no. I, I remember like I was watching it now and I was like, this is not nope. Nope. But I mean they had a can they had a movie camera on them, so he couldn't do anything bad, you know. No, oh, it's an episode of cops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well they had their gun they didn't calmly go over, they had their guns drawn and they're like, You got permits for them guns? But right, they would probably just like shot the car. Uh, but then after they assembled their crew, okay, and then the rest of the crew, I guess there's Sphinx, uh, or not Sphinx. We already talked about Sphinx. Sphinx. Sway, who is Angelina Jolie's character, uh, which is a, I, I suppose, a former girlfriend of Nicolas Cage's character. Man, what terrible hair. A terrible, terrible, terrible hair. hair. It's like half dreadlock. Yeah. And like, I don't know, super bleached. Yep, super bleached, half dreadlocked. Like, that's not if that's her real hair it's gonna fall out eventually you can't bleach that hair that much and still keep it some really thin hair <laughs> oh man that was uh, gross hair i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry uh i but i know that the, at the that, that was a style at the time and it was you know people were into it and but it's the same as like 80s hair right like it's it just no <laughs> people are eventually like no that's terrible don't do that i mean the only other time i've seen that hair is in the matrix 2 was it oh uh, yeah the german guys or whatever or the swiss yeah. dudes yeah they had the, the pure white dreadlocks <laughs> yeah yeah for sure 
Um, but after after they assemble their crew, uh, Kip Reigns, the younger brother, comes in with his crew uh, with uh, Scott Kahn. And he's like, hey, you're not cutting into our $200,000. That's a whole lot of money right now. Yeah, and then Nicholas Cage is like, you fucking idiot. It's not about the money. I'm trying to keep you from getting killed. How many? How many? It's like ten people at this point splitting two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, they get like twenty grand each. Like that's not worth jail time. Twenty thousand dollars <laughs> is not worth jail time for anyone. I don't think. Like, oh man, no. Like that's it's... not like retiring money. That's like, all right, I got enough money to put a down payment on on a car, buy a car. Right, I'd steal one car for twenty grand. Maybe, yeah. Um. But I wouldn't like, steal fifty cars. <laughs> that's that's fifty counts of Grand Theft Auto. Like, <laughs> I don't think that's worth the jail time, man. But yeah, so they get their they get both crews together, um, w- which is which is fine. You have the younger crew that's got you know newer technology and stuff. Right? They're like, I'm a um, hacker and I can hack into the DPS or whatever, and I can get in and change the stuff, and I can yeah, order pizzas. He says he's he can get into the DMV, right, and yeah. hack the DMV and blah blah blah. And then fucking uh, Donnie goes in and goes and pays a hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, I just got out. Well, I think his stuff was like, "Hey man, I can hack in and I can change license plate numbers and stuff like that," which is doesn't like Donnie goes in to like get the information because all that stuff is like for anyone that doesn't know, you can just go to the DMV and like get information about people's cars. Yeah, that that's a hundred percent legal. <laughs> like, it shouldn't be, I don't think. Yeah, it's public record. Yeah, you know, but, uh, which is weird. Yeah, uh, but you can if you want to pay for it. But uh, yeah, so they get their crew, two crews together, and they decide to steal all the cars in a single night. So they spend the first night canvassing uh, and looking for the cars. Well, they fin- spend the first day getting uh, doing the research information for the cars, and then that night they go in and and uh, pre scout them. To make sure that everything's kind of okay. I mean, I want to bring up some... I have a problem because I feel like it would take Nick Cage more than a like 24-hour period to get all these people together. Sure. Because it, 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 it makes it seem like it takes him like three days, but he only has four days to do the whole thing. So he obviously had to get it all together in like one day. But like the timeline for this movie is so messed up that I'm like, you couldn't do that in one day. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, no, there's no, there's no way. Cause like the first day they have to get everybody together, uh, the second day they got to do all their research. The third night maybe would be the one. Yeah, they go take like all the pictures right. and stuff. Like I just, I don't know. This uh, it's a pretty like it's a pretty tight timeline. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it is a very, very tight timeline. Um. During this process, they do run into uh, two LA, LAPD officers, I guess, from the uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto Division. What's well, it I called? mean, he goes and sees his mom at a diner, and two police mm-hmm. officers see him walk in and recognize him from his days uh, from years ago. From At this point, it seems like, like 10 years ago, they're like, oh, that's definitely him. And they call the two detectives that have been on his case forever uh and they show up and it's can we talk about for like a second just timothy timothy oliphant's character in this movie oh my god yeah okay i have never been able to take timmy uh, timmy timothy oliphant uh seriously he's always usually a bad because guy. the first time i saw him 
was in this movie. So to me, he's always that character. It's just like, like I tried to watch that HBO show, the Western show. Uh, what's it called? Are you talking about Westworld? No, 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 no. The oh, from, Deadwood. Uh, like ten years ago, Deadwood. Yeah. yeah. Like I tried to watch Deadwood. Mm-hmm. No, I can't take him his character seriously, even though it's a serious character. I've never watched Deadwood. Uh, my wife's always like upset because Tim- Timothy Oliphant always plays uh, bad guys usually, mm-hmm. and she thinks he could be like a leaning guy, but he's just like I don't know. He's so goofy in this movie that I just I he's like a cartoon character. Like everyone, he's a good guy in Transformers. Yeah, that's not him in Transformers. This is a different actor. Oh, is it not? Yeah. That's because she was talking about it today. She was like, well, he looks a lot like this guy who's like the main military dude in the first three Transformers movies. Oh, whoops. <laughs> so you got the wrong actor. <laughs> but uh, uh, um, yeah, he's just like his character in this is so like off the wall, goofy, cartoonish that it takes any like there's some seriousness about this movie until he shows up and he's like, hey, boss, I got like things. I can't even I can't even remember what he did, but like he just. <laughs> When you get out, there won't even be cars. Yeah, that'll be in little that one. spaceships. You're gonna be in jail for so long. And I was like, God, no, man. Who wrote this movie? Like, fuck that guy. <laughs> the writing in this movie is so bad in so many places. And then, it, and then at the end, when they have the big car chase, his fucking character isn't even there. Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. He's there. He's like in the car. Like he gets out at one point whenever that dude goes to the wall and he goes, are you okay? And the cop's like, yeah. And he goes, are you sure you're okay? Cause you just went through a wall. And then he like gets back in his car and I was like, what? I don't even know. Right. But What's like in the climax of the movie, when the, uh, Delroy Lindo's character oh, is hunting, yeah. uh, hunting, yeah, he's not even there. um, and all that stuff goes down, uh, which we'll, I'm sure we'll get into. Uh, he's probably that dude's nowhere to be he's found. Probably we can get it to it. Cracking now. jokes in his car. It's probably just like right to himself. <laughs> Would the future world all in rocket ships and you're still in the jail? He's still thinking about that joke. Like, like, was, oh man, that was fucking. I great. was so funny back then. <laughs> Meanwhile, his partner's like about to get shot in the face. Yeah. Uh which uh, which I don't understand that either. Like, like Nicholas Cage, Cage's character, uh, Memphis, Memphis reigns. Mm-hmm. Memphis I don't know why I can't Reigns. remember his name. It's terrible. It's uh, a terrible name. <laughs> Memphis Reigns like murders a man in front of his face. The D&D character. Has stolen 50 fucking cars and he's like, "Well, I guess I'm going to let you." Well, cuz he saved his life. You wouldn't let it. First off, th- this guy's a dirty cop to begin with. Like the, all the stuff he's done through this entire movie to try to get him is off the books. And not like, <laughs> not at all leak. Like there's several portions where I was like, that's, he can't, what was it in the beginning of the movie when they first impound the cards? He's like, we're going to impound these cards for a month. And I'm like, I don't think you have the jurisdiction to tell anyone how long those, like that's based off of whatever law is in California. Like you can't just tell them to impound the cars. Just like, I don't care if they belong to Tom Cruise. Yeah. Cops can't just be like, well, I'm going to arrest this guy for over 24 hours. That's not how the law works, man. If you don't have any evidence, then you can't like keep them. <laughs> I just like that Tom Cruise being a leading man was uh, is now a dated reference. Yeah. I mean, he still is, but he shouldn't be. <laughs> um, but yeah. 
I don't know. Yeah, like the his whole like being a cop part, or whenever he's looking at the like homicide stuff for uh, uh, Eccleston's character, mm-hmm. and the cop, the other guy comes in, he's like, "Hey, you guys shouldn't have been looking at this. Like, this is only our stuff." And they're like, "Yeah, we were looking at it anyway." It's like, what is happening in this movie? Like, who are these two renegade cops who are probably murdering people off when the camera's not looking at them? Just like they're. They're in high-profile auto police oh, enforcement. Oh, man. High-profile auto police enforcement. We haven't seen that at, literally ever. That's, oh, that's man. Thing. I don't know. I also don't... <laughs> I have so many like issues with the police in this movie. Go for it. I don't know. I, police chases are always weird just because of like, the amount of... like Whenever he backs up and they all get out and point their guns at him, it's like, you're not going to shoot him. Like... <laughs> He's just going to drive off. I mean... <laughs> nope. Uh, yeah, like, that car chase was ridiculous. Like, it, it, it's obviously, it's fun, you know, whatever. Right. But, but like, uh, like at one point it comes to kind of a lull and his car dies, like, when he's, like, kind of waiting for people to go by or whatnot. And then he starts it up and then immediately tears ass away. And the cop's like, oh, hey, there you are. Right. And also, when he tears ass away, it's after he broke a mirror... And whenever he drives away, the mirror's fine. Continuity <laughs> I issues. Yeah, I, I immediately was like, well, "What? Can I talk about something?" He there's a point. Sure. There's a point whenever they one of the the pizza guy, the guy that's like, "I'm I'm I guess I'm not just about getting pizzas," brings a stolen car from like Chinatown into their area, and it has a bunch mm-hmm. of heroin in the back. Yeah, and then the cop, like the detective, just randomly drops by. And they let him in for some reason without a warrant. And uh, they're trying to like hide the like the heroin in the car. Mm-hmm. I just that whole that whole scene, man, was so yeah. Terrible. And then they're like they're like egging him on to 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 goose the gas. Yeah, and then like Nick Cage at one point is like, "Well, if you want to stay, we're gonna we're gonna make some mores." Oh my god, I forgot pr- about pronounced that. Pronounced s'mores wrong. Yeah. And I, the whole time I'm like sitting there and I'm like Googling s'mores. I'm like, am I been saying it wrong this whole time? Or is Nick Cage an <laughs> idiot and pronounces it s'mores? Yeah, we're just going to have like, some I, steaks and some s'mores. Yeah, it's like it's like a setup for a Sandlot joke. Yeah, I just uh, some more. I want some more. Um, <laughs> that like the fingerprint bit whenever what's his name wants gloves, like rubber gloves. And then the other guy. And he gives it. Who's like, well, we got fingerprints now, and he like puts like Elvis's fingerprints on him or whatever, and I was like, that's not real technology. That does not exist. And right, and he puts it, he puts it like over one fingertip. <laughs> yeah, so you're cure, you're good now, you're fine. No, Yo, no, they'll they'll match all pr- all your prints, but one. Yeah, no, and so need. they can't prove it was your hand because one will be Elvis's prints, and he's dead. So why would it be your prints? <laughs> um. I didn't realize Bob Kelso from Scrubs was in this movie for five seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, same truck shows up at the very end during like the big chase. The truck that ripped the car up that you were talking about earlier uh-huh. is the same truck that shows up during an intersection during the big Eleanor chase. And like hits, oh, okay. hits a car or something like that. It's a cop car or something like that. The, uh, the, the lead up to, or excuse me, the, the, the night that they're um canvassing stuff yeah uh 
was was interesting i guess i don't know um i don't know i, I had a lot of actually not the night they were getting there they were they were canvassing when they went and actually got the cars the kinds of problems that they ran into like almost immediately right were ridiculous like the uh the 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 keys were hot on the car and he knew he figured that out because uh, basically there were three cars that they had to get like custom keys from the dealership right uh so they they got that taken care of the second time and the the the, the that guy had been tipped off by the cops or he was tipping the cops off for them and they had set up surveillance. And Nicolas Cage notices that a van was parked two houses down the, the night before. It was in the wrong spot. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I guess if you're a master car thief who's doing this for a living, you're going to notice that kind of thing. But if I went to a random neighborhood and then came back the next night, I don't know that I noticed that. I mean, to be fair, he was specifically casing the area and took a picture of it. And you would yeah, you would notice like if if a neighbor parked in a different neighbor's house like if I parked in my neighbor's driveway, I that would mm-hmm. weird me out for one, um, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure someone that was casing my house would notice if my car was parked somewhere else. I guess I just feel like that's one of those things that you notice over time. But I don't know, man. It, it makes sense. But anyway, that leads to them. Uh, needing to steal cars from the police impound lot. Right. And the guy's, like, terrible, like, distraction attempt. Terrible distraction attempt. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Anytime that, that Brickhouse song comes on, I think of that scene. <laughs> and him going, she's a brick. No, no, no. I feel like House. I feel like if no, I no, was no. the guy, like, at the police impound and somebody pulled out a Barbie doll, I'd be like, please leave. And I would just ignore <laughs> them. Like immediately uh yeah but he starts helping the guy which is a whole thing but uh before they even can go get the cars they have to get the key from their dog's ass and that's when we see a very young michael pina (laughs) so young like just baby faced i i my wife was in another room because she had to do some stuff and she came back afterwards and we finished the movie and then i i rewound the movie to that part and she was like, oh, my God, I can't like I can't take him seriously. Like, there's no way that he would ever be threatening in this scenario. <laughs> and I was like, even like even in that situation, if he pulled up with a bunch of guys and he pulled a gun on me, I'd be like, OK, calm down the guy from Ant-Man. Let's just take a second here. You seem like a reasonable dude. <laughs> oh, poor Michael. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, no, and it's watching it. I was like immediately, like, oh my god, that's him! Yeah. Uh, like, I, you know, clearly, I remember that scene. He's, oh, you get your jollies from picking, digging in dog shit. So baby faced, such a baby faced. <laughs> like his skin is so smooth. I was like, man, yeah, definitely. Uh, it's a good scene, but God, it, it, it makes no sense. They give the dog laxative. To get some keys so they can go steal some cars, like the it's dog ate whatever. Because it, it also ate a bunch of hamburgers and stuff. Yeah, it's a, yep. it's just a it's a weird, like terribly written, um, fun movie. Like it is a fun movie. I will say that it's fun to watch. Um, just like the just like Van Helsing is a fun movie to watch, but also a, just a trash movie. Um, I don't know. So it's a it's a specifically like felt like a 90s movie but at the very edge of it uh 
Was that uh, is that your final that's, thoughts there? You want that's you... my final thoughts. Yeah, I, I it's it's a fun movie. It's good. To, like, I would still suggest to watch it if you have it. If it's free, if it comes on a streaming service, I wouldn't necessarily say pay for it, but it's a fun movie. Yeah, if you look it up on Google, it says it's free on Vudu, but that's a lie. It is a lie because I also saw that and looked it up, and it was not free. Yeah, so maybe it will be again in the future. Who knows? Um, but. Yeah, no, I, I would I, I would agree with you. I think watching it again, it's a fun movie, but it is in no way a good quality put together movie. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's it's Nicolas Cage being Nicolas Cage, and I think it's it's really enjoyable watching him and his interactions with various characters and the different characters he plays in the movie or different personas he puts on, like in the Ferrari shop, for example. Yeah. You know. Um it's it's it it's an enjoyable thing to, to, to watch and consume. But if you're looking for some kind of like high quality cinema, a, why are you watching a car movie <laughs> and B it's definitely not this. And one. it's a Nicolas Cage movie, right? <laughs> uh, you can never get too much Nicolas Cage. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe you can, but we haven't yet. And we did a whole episode on Nick's cage move, Nick's cage movies. Yeah. Next week. Uh, well, before we get to next week or next week, next time, um, you can rent or buy this on most streaming services, yep. uh, like like we we're talking about. But it's not free anywhere that we could find. So, and the rental price was like five dollars or something, right? Yeah, I think I, f- I think you found it as low as two ninety nine, which is still high for my standards for a nineties Nick Cage movie. Right. Um, and then purchase price is almost like twenty dollars for HD. Like I said, I got it was seventeen ninety nine for HD everywhere I looked, and then ten dollars uh, for SD. So that's, I would I I don't know that I would go buy it um, if if you haven't seen it unless you're just like a huge Nick Cage fan you're like yeah it's a movie that's on my list okay you know yeah. it, it, it's fun adventure in that case but if you're like I want to see a car movie from before Fast and the Furious to see what car movies were like then yeah. wait till it's free on a streaming service yeah for sure um, but uh, anyway next episode we're gonna talk about uh, about the Nicolas Cage version of The Wizard of Oz but he's not in it oh. Yeah, we're just going to watch the regular Wizard of Oz. Oh, the 1929 classic? What? Or 1939 classic? <laughs> yes, the 1939 classic, the Wizard of Oz. Not the 1929 classic. Is it? I don't remember. I don't know. It is 39. You were right the second time. Yeah. Yeah, good job. The Technicolor 1939 classic, the Wizard of Oz. Uh, starring Judy Garland. And no one else. Um, I'm excited. I haven't seen that movie in a long, long time, but I'll probably watch it with the kids next week. Yeah, I would suggest it. It's one of my. It used. To, it was one of my favorites for a very long time, and still kind of is. It's a very uh, well put together movie, but we'll talk about it at that time. Awesome. Well, I look forward to it, and uh, I guess we will talk to everybody next time. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.